I was hoping for a Tuesday night uh, crowd, and it looks like we've got a Sunday morning crowd. <laughs> but I am thankful to be here tonight. I'm not a bit nervous. I'm scared to death. <laughs> but uh, before I forget, I've got a couple visitors here, uh, Eduardo and Rafufio. I Stand up. They work with me, and I invited them to come. glad they're here tonight, and if they come expecting something, you've come to the right spot. I can't give it to you, but he can. I love the Lord, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this church, a church that is going somewhere, a church that has destiny on them, a man of God that obeys the Lord, and uh, he is the best I've never sat under a man of God like this one uh, and I appreciate it what the Lord has given us because you don't find them like that they're not everywhere uh, appreciate the whole Jackson family and uh and uh, I am excited in where God has taken us. So I'm, I'm trying to get through my nerves here. Uh, but uh, I appreciate my wife. I didn't know that I married a televangelist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. She's got the goods. She's been hiding it for a long time. She sat here incognito, you know. And I knew the whole time because I've heard her before, and the cat's out of the bag now. She's, she's, uh, she's mightily used of God, but I am thankful for her. She is uh, my rock. Um, the Bible says when you find a wife, you found a good thing. More precious than rubies, that's her. She is the best. I love her, and uh, I'm thankful she's in my corner. Uh, she gave me all the notes tonight for this message. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. But I do love her. And um, so um, I followed Bishop's lead because Brother Barlow read exactly, verbatim, everything that the Lord spoke to me. And me being a rookie, you know, I'm not a televangelist. <laughs> but... It was exactly um, what the Lord had given me. But I was troubled here about 30 days ago, and uh, I was praying. And, uh, and it's actually, to be totally honest with you, it's about two people that's in this church that are here tonight, two. And I was praying, and uh, the Lord spoke to me when I was praying. And he said, they try to bury things, but they're never covered. And I'm like, hmm. So immediately I, I hear Bishop, you know, if, if you're, you know, I'm checking myself. I'm, I'm making sure that I am not burying things that are never covered in front of God. And uh, that's what he said. 
He said, they've buried them, but they're never covered. So um, I'm like, hmm. So I kept praying, and he started dealing with me about Aiken. And we're going to go there, and Brother Barlow read all of that. Um, so um, God knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly. Um, and it may not be as serious as what Aiken done, but, you know, I got to thinking about it, and we can bury a lot of things. I'll use one of them, for instance, that I already know, depression. We can uh, battle that spirit of depression and put on that smile, smile on and dress up and act like everything is okay, but you can't cover that. You've tried to bury it, but it's not covered. And actually, when the Spirit of God starts moving, you start seeing it. It pops up. It, it, it reveals itself. And, uh, um, but he knows exactly what's buried because there's nothing that's covered. And uh, so before we go to Achan, I'm going to go, and we're going to go to Genesis chapter 4, and we are going to read about Cain and Abel first. And uh, it's in Genesis chapter 4. I appreciate the ministry of this church. I, I'm not a pro at this, y'all, so this stuff's just coming to me. Uh, but I appreciate the ministry of this church. Top-notch people. Uh, I'm not a church jumper. I only move when the Lord tells me to, so I can tell you how many I've been in my whole life, And uh, but there is none like this. This is a different church, and I am thankful to be a part. So uh, uh, Genesis chapter 4, it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, listen to what she said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. That's what she said. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. You notice how that reads? It says, he brought a fruit an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. And then Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And I, the Lord, respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. It's pretty wild there um, how he just brought the fruit, but it doesn't say the first fruit. It don't say that. He just brought the fruit. So he just grabbed some of whatever he thought and brought it where Abel, he brought the first. Makes a big difference. Um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Respect his offering, but didn't, all right. 
So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, you will not be accepted. And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So he's telling him, you can rule over this thing. But it's laying at the door, and the ball is in your court, whether you rule over it or not. So here we go. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So you watch right here how his spirit totally changes. He just killed somebody, and then the Lord checks him and says, hey, what's going on here? And his spirit changes. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you, a fugitive, a vagabond. You shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, here we go. That spirit's still flipping here. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Oh, poor pitiful me. It's amazing when you call that spirit out, how it'll flip on you and say, oh, poor pitiful me. But he's not talking to me. He's talking to the Lord here. It's a big difference. All right? That human side is not there. We may yield, oh, it's okay. Just because somebody comes to me and they bear their sin to me and I pat them on the back and I say it's okay, Now, don't wash with the Lord. Does not wash. So I can run to my wife and share with her things, and she can pat me on the back, but just because she does and says it's okay, God does not say that's okay. So anyway, it's, uh, let's see here, I lost my spot. Um, Give me just a second. Can you say the Lord in front of you? And he said, surely... You have driven me out this day from the face of the ground, and I shall be hidden. Let's see here. I, have, I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive, a vagabond of the earth, and it will happen, or uh, yes, and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. I mean, this dude's a murderer. He's done killed this guy, and now he's flipped it. That spirit's done changed. Oh, somebody's going to kill me. Now he's scared all of a sudden. And uh, and then the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. He marked him. That's a big deal when the Lord marks us. But it's funny how his, his attitude changed. He done killed somebody, and then when he gets called out on it, it's, he flips. Woe is me. 
that don't wash with the Lord. And because of that, he ended up marked. Um, so we're going to flip over to Joshua. And uh, I'm weird, weird. I don't like marking in my Bible. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't like it. So uh, y'all have to bear with me. We're going to start in uh, Joshua 1. And we're going to end up with Achan, and I'm not reading it all, but uh, it's pretty uh, interesting stuff. I'm going to read a little bit here. You all don't have to follow on. It's a lot, so I'm going to flop all over the place. But it says, uh, after the death of Moses, you know, uh, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel, every place that your sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. That is powerful stuff. And uh, if that's the same God speaking this stuff, then these shoes that I wear, wherever my soul fits, sets, as long as I am lined up, like Bishop says, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, it's mine. We have that authority. One very powerful thing that my wife brought out last week was, and I don't know if you all caught it, but I go to that school where my daughter is so the spirit world knows. They know. Check, I'm here. That is powerful, powerful stuff. But everywhere you set your soul, so the Lord... I'm going to give it to him. Let me see here. There was some stuff in here that I read, but like I said, y'all are going to have to bear with me here. I'm not a pro here, but um, uh, so, and then he's telling him, he starts telling him from where to where, what he's given them, and all of that, and you know what's wild about that is the Lord's speaking to him, but Achan is here somewhere, somewhere, so from chapter one all the way to seven. We're going to go through all this. You know, I'm going to jump around. We got Rahab. She's a harlot. She hides them and, and does all kinds of different stuff. And I'm going to go a little quicker here. Um, and then we flip over here um, um, to three, chapter three. Rahab was in two and three. They crossed the Jordan. And um, all these things are, you know, the Lord's doing things. Give me just a second here. I'm scanning since I didn't highlight and mark in my Bible. You thought I'd stuck sticky notes in here, but I was probably too nervous. <laughs> but um mm -hmm. well I'm gonna jump to four. The memorial stones, it talks about that. It 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 goes where they're carrying these stones out there and um Josh set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan and the in the place where the feet of the priest bore the ark. And it goes on, talks about when their feet left the water or left the creek or whatever, the Jordan, the waters went right back. So the Lord spread them waters and allowed them to be back that whole time until the priest's feet left there and then they subsided, they come back. So where's Achan at? He's here somewhere. He's seeing all this. And... Uh, and then we keep going here, and they, this, this chapter 5 where they're 
going to circumcise the second generation. All of them had died off, and you know, from the from the wilderness, the ones the Lord brought out, and it was their kids. And and then we get to Jericho, and once again, where's Achan? He's here somewhere. He's with them. And uh, then we know the story about the walls of Jericho falling, and uh, he's seen all this stuff. He's right there. And actually, the televangelist, uh, she knew a little bit what I was going to be speaking, and uh, she actually researched the lineage of Achan, and he comes from the tribe of Judah. That's his lineage. So he knew better. So from birth, he's been taught. He knows better. He's seeing all these things that God is doing. And we lead right up to 7, where I'm going to read this whole thing, so just bear with me. It says, uh, but the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. And actually, I jumped ahead here. I was going to talk about it in in, uh, 6, because actually in 6, and I apologize, in 6, the Lord told them, the silver and the gold is for me, for my house. That was God's. That was his stuff. And and here we are, aching, seeing all this. He was there somewhere. So I said that the Lord said, what's wild is the children of Israel committed trespasses regarding the accursed thing. He didn't say one. He said all of them. He's got them all in the same boat. Over one guy's garbage. All of them. And... uh, it goes on, it says, the accursed things for Achan, the son of Carmine. It goes on, all that. And uh, the tribe of Judah uh, took the accursed things. So the anger of the Lord was burned against the children of Israel. Not just Achan, all of them. That's pretty wild. Now Joshua, and you know how that go over today? I mean, oh, it ain't me. Everybody points fingers at somebody else. It's, it's his fault. You know, I was uh, <laughs> I was done dirty one time, and I was really upset. And it was a man of God. I was upset, bad, and um, I held on to it. And anytime I'd be driving down the road, I'd get thinking about it. Man, I'd get aggravated. So this goes on for about two years. I'm aggravated. It's off my mind, and all of a sudden, that stronghold that Bishop talked about comes back talking to me. Makes me angry. So I'm riding down the road, and I apologize if I've already said this before. It just come to me, though. And the Lord says, when you stand in front of me at judgment, he won't be there. He said, let it go. I dropped it like a hot potato. But that is very powerful, especially in this society today, because everybody, 
that's going to stand in front of him is going to be pointing. It's got to be somebody else's fault. I've never seen so many people not stand up and say, I messed up. It's his fault. It's her fault. It's that fault. I mean, that's the way it is now. Everybody passes the buck instead of standing up. But I got news. When we stand in front of him, just you and him. I can't blame it on my wife, me and him. Anyway, so uh, the accursed thing. Now, Joshua sent men from uh, Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up, spy out the country. So the men went up and spied it out. And then uh, returned to Joshua, said to him, Do not let the people go up, but let, the, let two or three thousand men go up to attack Ai. Don't be weary, or don't work weary all the people. Therefore, the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck them down, about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as whatever that is and struck them down on the descent. Therefore their hearts, the hearts of the people, melted and became like water. Then we know Joshua tore his clothes and, and he fell to the earth on his face and uh, for the ark of the Lord, and until the evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, "Alas, the Lord God, have why have you brought this people over to the Jordan to all to die, deliver us into the hand of the Amorites and destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan." O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before it, before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut us off. Name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? You know, in the very first uh, Joshua chapter 1, the Lord's telling him, he's giving him all of it, and then here we are. We got a big mess, and he shook up about it. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie on your face? Israel sinned, and they have also transgressed. Here we go. Israel has, not Achan. He's calling them all out. My covenant which I commanded them, for they have even taken some of the accursed things. So I'm going to hold my finger there, so I should have done read this. An accursed thing in Hebrew is set apart for destruction. Things which have should have been utterly destroyed, usually a doomed object. That's an accursed thing. And it says, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put among their own stuff. 
Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Here we are talking about all of them. It's unbelievable. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. He's telling him it's got to go. And the thing is, is I, you know, anyway, it's just, it's not good. Um, I'll leave that alone. So here we go. 13, get up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you have taken away the accursed thing from among you. Buried, but not covered. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord, is, Lord takes shall come according to the families. And the family which the Lord takes shall come by household. And the household which the Lord takes shall come man by man. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed thing shall be burned with fire. He and all he has because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has done a disgrace, disgraceful thing to Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning, and he brought Israel Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah, and he took the family of the Zerites and brought all them up. And then he brought the, his household, the man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebedee, or whatever, the son of Zerah on the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give the glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I've done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and took them. And there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with silver under it. So the story goes, who knows what happens. He, uh, he not only dies, but his whole family dies and everything he has, oxen, everything. Kills them all. And he didn't have to. <laughs> he got to looking at how much was there, I guess. I really don't know. But what's so powerful about this is, man, he was there from chapter 1 all the way to here. He's seen all these things. He was the tribe of Judah. He knew better. And he still could not resist. Whether his flesh overtook him, whatever it was, And he lost his life over it. 
So when the Lord spoke to me about this, I was praying, and he said, it's buried, but it's never covered. So tonight, whoever it applies to, I'm telling you, it's not too late because you got breath right now. But it's a serious thing. There is nothing hidden. Nothing. And the longer this earth sits here, the more people think they hide so much. And God's sitting on a throne looking down. He sees it all. He knows when your spirit's out of whack. See what he said to Cain? What's wrong with you? Your spirit's fell here. You're angry. You all jacked up here. And here I come. Put my little suit on. Put my little smile on. Come in here and sit right behind the bishop. Carry his Bible. And I can be all messed up in my spirit. And I think it's buried and nobody's seeing it. And the Lord sees it all. He knows. And it's one thing if he allows somebody, you know, Spirit of the Lord's moving, he allows it, and you see, you know, something, somebody's troubled, and you go over and pray for them. But the Lord sees it all, all the time. In the dark, in the light, he sees it. Can't hide it from him. And like I said before, um, we got a man of God that took time to teach us about a stronghold. I've never been taught, I'm only 25. <laughs> Just kidding, Lord. <laughs> uh, I've never been taught like that. He took the time to tell us how to overcome and tear down a stronghold. So when the Lord spoke this to me, he's talking to me about all this, and he's telling me about Achan, and he told me to share. I'm one of those that had a stronghold. Bishop even said, for decades, you have battled this stronghold. I'm one of them. But I'm telling you right now, just the word of God that this man brought forth and broke down I sat right there, and I received it, and I cast it down, and it's gone. Because a guy that never hears from the Lord, obviously, I mean, that's, I guess that's what happens. I don't know. No, he hears from God. This is a man of God. To take the time and break that down, God delivered me of my stronghold. So instead of being taken of the accursed thing and trying to bury it, and it's never hidden. Never hidden. You know, things can happen to us, just like I was talking about. I was aggravated with that preacher, and I'm driving down the road, and I get frustrated. So here we are going through life, involved in church, and we get sideways with this one or that one. And the next thing you know, years down the road, you're carnal as a stick, sitting on the pew, and the Spirit of God moving mightily. Everybody's weeping and jumping, and you don't move. You stick out like a sore thumb. It's time to check ourselves. It's time to check ourselves. Where we're going, this man of God is breaking the word down and taking us somewhere. God is orchestrating our footsteps step by step. So whatever's buried, come clean with it. 
You ain't got to come up here and confess it to me. Be straight with God. Don't be like Cain, flipping spirits all the time when you get caught or get called out. That don't wash. And you're playing with the wrong person. Buried but not covered. He sees it all. Sees it all. I'm telling you, he's here. <laughs> I have uh, spoke what the Lord dealt with me about, but um, I'm telling you, don't keep riding with it. Get rid of it. Let it go. If you was on fire for God at one time in your life and you found yourself where you're not, get it right. Repent. Get back on track. We're running out of time. God's coming. If you can't see how messed up this world is and the things that are happening in this world, he's coming. I told a man the other night, the Lord opens the door and he shuts a door that no man opens or shut. And the door is open for the season that God allows it to be open. And you got to get through it. And if you don't, the door shuts and you go right back around the circle of life and you battle the same things until you're right back to the door that may be or may not be open. Only God knows. He gives us an opportunity. Buried but not covered. Remember, he sees it all. Everything. I am, uh, Bishop, I've said what I was going to say, but if I can, I want to pray for a couple people. And if, if this has ministered to you and it's checked you, get it right. Make it right with God. It is not worth losing everything. Check yourself. The Lord spoke this to me about 30 days ago. For 30 straight days, I checked myself. I want to be right. I want to make heaven. I don't want to miss what God is doing because I'm trying to hold on to something or bury something that ain't worth it ain't worth it he lost everything because of it but anyway I don't even know what time it is I do want to pray for a couple people that the Lord laid on my heart and I hope you know it don't bother you Um, I would like to pray for brother Montoya and sister Montoya Y'all would come up, and we can all stand. Um, And like I said, if this is ministered to you, and you want to get it right, all you got to do is come forward or right where you're at. Make it right with God. It ain't about me. It's about Him. And, uh, uh, And if anybody else wants prayer... I'll pray for you, but uh, I want to pray for Brother and Sister Montoya, and uh, everybody, uh, you can come and help or put your hands up, and we're going to pray for them.